This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. single cent from these funds has been spent yet, and when it is spent, it can only be spent on things like food and medicine for the Iranian people. These funds have absolutely nothing to do with the horrific attacks today, and this is not the time to spread disinformation. Stephanie, you want to tell her why she's full of crap, or should I? I mean, she forgets the word fungible. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, national. <laughs> How dare she? <laughs> Uh, somebody from the National Security Council. Well, you know, the $6 billion that President Magoo released a couple of weeks ago to Iran, none of that money was used to fund the, the attack on Israel over the weekend. So uh, if somebody had won, let's say that I had won that $1.4 billion jackpot over the... Oh, by the way, I won 50 bucks on the lottery Friday. What? Yes! <laughs> I'm surprised you showed up today. <laughs> <laughs> so I st- I'm at the... Ga- I have never... The last time I bought, I bought Powerball tickets maybe twice in my life, and I bought not because the jackpot was big, but I get chatting with the cashier at the local break time, and I'm like, oh, how's it, how's it going with the Powerball tickets? And I said, do I pick my own numbers? Do I do pick them? What, how does this work? She's, well, you can pick or you can do whatever. And I said, well, quick pick, and I'll take whatever number's worth. And she's like, okay. And then I'm looking at the scratch-offs. I'm like, I've never bought scratch-offs either. And I thought, you know, I'm addicted to booze and drugs and other things. Why not try my hand at gambling? You used to be addicted. <laughs> I used to be. And if you know somebody has problems with drugs or alcohol, and uh, please let me know, and I can show you what I did to quit. Life is amazing now. So I got $5 worth of scratch-offs. Scratched off four tickets, nothing. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's for fun. I won 50 bucks on a scratch-off ticket. Wow. (laughs) So you're buying us all breakfast, right? (laughs) Buying y'all breakfast. What do you want? Where was I? Oh, how these people uh, lied to us. So if somebody had won the $1.4 billion in the Powerball, even though it takes typically 10 to 14 to 15 business days to get your check from the lottery, what are you doing with the little bit of money you do have now? Oh, you're definitely spending it. So when the National Security Council and people like Anthony Blinken get on the TV, oh, that $6 billion that we just released, you know, 10, 15 business days ago, that, that was not used to... They are just flat out lying to you. And beyond personal spending, I mean, Brian, you probably could spout off some examples off the top of your head. It's it's not coming to me as I would like, but it happens a lot in local governments. And so yes. what you will see happen is they will say, hey, we need to pass a tax for law enforcement or for tourism or for parks or whatever. And like dedicate the money. And then and everyone's like, they're going to have even more money. And then they just they're like, no, now we're dedicating that money and the money we used to spend on that. We're going to sweep over to do something else. It frees up the money uh, for something else. And it happens a lot uh, in local governments with new taxes and people uh, often are confused about what the import of those earmarked funds are going to end up being. And here, it's 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 similar, really. Um, point. So they're lying, being disingenuous, and what? we know, right? Um, and I wonder if they, they do it, these progressives, they do it because they, well, the people that vote for us are pretty stupid anyway. I don't know if, <laughs> and I'm not saying they're stupid. I'm asking if that's what they they th- are thinking when they just come on the TV and Anthony, well, that money's not even been released yet. And, and, and I love the part, and it's only supposed to be used for human aid. Oh, I'm sure they're going to, oh, hey, we were going to buy some rockets and missiles, but the U.S. said we can only use $6 billion on food and water. 
It is just so incredibly disingenuous. So in August, whenever President Magoo released the $6 billion to Iran, guess what else started happening in August? Iran started plotting this whole plan, which we haven't really gotten to yet. But the, a, a lot of questions, I have a lot of questions. And I think the thing for me that was scariest about 9-11 is that you think about the U.S. and you think our intelligence is number one, right? And I still, I still believe that we have the best intelligence in the world. And I think that was why it was so scary in 9-11, because obviously it felt a lot of things went wrong and things fell through the cracks. And I think, you know, in many ways, I had the same feeling about Israel, that they had super great intelligence. I think they've always been known to have good intelligence. Um, they've got a lot of really uh, intelligent allies. Um, and so the fact that this had been going on for months, this plotting or planning, um, and that it was executed to the scale that it was executed. And, you know, there's a lot going on. Obviously, you know, it started in a holiday when maybe not as many people were out and had access to communications and all of these things. But it was carefully planned. Um, and the fact that maybe they did have somewhat of a heads up, it doesn't really seem like they did. And that that for me is really something that I in the next coming weeks I'm going to be looking for answers to because it, it, something broke down. Yeah, and I think um, Stephanie brings up a very good point, but I would point out something too about 9-11. There was actually a whistleblower in 9-11 who, who had some really good information, and I don't know if people remember it, she informed both the CIA and the FBI and uh, in, in you know, and she was kind of ignored, basically. Chuck Grassley, I remember bringing her up there, um, and and she was, you know, kind of ostracized. But yeah, she had, she had come forward with some, I thought, valuable information that was, uh, who knows if it would have prevented it, but I thought it was very, very interesting. I also thought, real quick, guys, the, the interview with Adam Squadron, um, I don't, and, and again, we've been so busy with local stories, I did not know, and I don't know if you guys knew, all those lawmakers went to Israel in December. I don't remember uh, hearing about that. Maybe we reported it. I don't remember. Certainly, it was a bipartisan group, as he explained. But he did a really good job of explaining um, why it matters. Yeah, to us. Adam exactly. Squadron is a Republican state representative, St. Charles. He is Jewish. He's he's talked about these things on the House mm -hmm. floor before and was in Israel earlier or I guess late last year, yeah, technically. Right, after, or right and, around Christmas. And you'll be able to hear that on the Wake Up Mid-Missouri On Demand podcast. You can go to 93.9theeagle.com or kwos.com. You go to podcast, Wake Up Mid-Missouri, and I'm assuming we'll probably have that interview posted um, separately. So the cool thing is you can go and listen to the show in its entirety, and it's like the Reader's Digest version. It's just all content. Yeah. There's, uh, It's just it's all uh, us. And it's about like each minute condenses into about four. 30 minutes. I would highly recommend you go and do that. Download. You can download the podcast every day wherever you like to go and get your stuff from. The apps are new. Hannah's really jazzed those things up. Add a lot of pizzazz, some usable, friendly features. Uh, and then what we do sometimes with people like Adam Schwadron, um, we cut those out specifically so you can go and listen to that. We also had Scott Fawn, Missouri Times, talking about this uh, apparently another uh, uh, public spat. And when I say public, I just don't mean in the media. I mean like two dudes, Ashcroft running for governor, Bill Igle running for governor, same room, going at it a little bit. I've heard audio before. There was one in, I think it was in Rolla earlier this year. The guys played the audio, and I begged him for the audio, wouldn't give it to us. Anyhow, wow. Um, so he was in there. You'll also be able to hear our interview with producer Hannah's fiance. 
He is Brandon. He's joining us here on the show. Been talking about the dude for years. By the way, John Marsh is back tomorrow. Stephanie, Brian Housworth. I am Brandon Rather. There's producer Hannah. Am I allowed to get... See, everything I'm... It's funny here this morning because everything I've been asking the fiance, I'm having to ask <laughs> Hannah first because I, I know... I ain't no dummy. I know who who, who the boss is uh, in all of this. So I feel like everything... I, Hey, Hannah, can I ask your fiancé this? Can I get uh, permission to do this? Can I give your uh, give his last name? Uh, that's up to him. I'm fine with it. All right. Yeah. Uh, so Brandon Smith is joining us uh, <laughs> on the show, Producers, uh, producer Hannah's fiancé. So we've learned kind of a beautiful story, really, because I'm, I'm fascinated. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just a weird quirk. I'm always fascinated. People that have been together and obviously are in love with each other. I always like to ask, how did you meet? How did you meet? Met on a uh, on a dating app, but apparently, uh, it was not intentional. Not originally, no. What happened? Uh, you know, I just was scrolling through one day, and I I swiped on the profile profile before I read too far into it. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of going off. Man, this is a really pretty girl, and I didn't see originally that she was still in college. She was a couple years younger than me. And I was kind of in that stage of my life where I don't want another kid. Nah, you know? I hear you. I don't, I don't feel like dating <laughs> another kid. And, you know, she proved me wrong yeah. in, in every aspect. Yeah. She's you it, know, You're a lucky amazing. dude, by the way. She's great. Because if you weren't going to marry her, I was about to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so it was by accident. Brandon's a firefighter. Once dead, he, he's, he, works, uh, he works for the state, but is also a volunteer firefighter mm-hmm. because his family has done it, and he wants to be of service. And I love that. What's the, and, and you said you, it was Hannah's uh, emotional maturity that you first, uh, she is kind of an old lady sometimes. I really she? am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got an old soul. Yeah. And you'll see everybody, if you're watching our show on our YouTube, I'm telling you, you got to go and watch the show on YouTube. Face. You'll see everybody in the studio. And Stephanie's like, man. <laughs> there, there are some things that are so stereotypical Gen Z about Hannah. And then you're like, you know that place downtown, you know, that you go mm-hmm. to drink? She's like, what? Nope. No, nope, <laughs> never been there. Um, I know Brian Houseworth has to scoot along really yes, quick, I but I thought it'd be fun instead of having like you know fun stuff, maybe a serious question from the Zimmer news director. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's your biggest uh, biggest thing you've learned about Hannah? So, she really forced me to work on my communication. Mm. I love the word forced. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'll be honest. When we first got together, you know, she always called me her baby dear. Because we'd start getting on a serious topic and you kind of just mm-hmm. deer in the headlights. I, shut I don't down. Want, I don't want to talk yeah, about this. That's right. Well, when you're a bachelor for a long time, even if you're with somebody you like, it's like, hey, I'm still trying to adjust this because I've been a bachelor for a lot of years. And now you're one. Yeah. You're forcing me, I think, are your words. You're, for- <laughs> you're forcing me to do all Encouraging. It's, it's, strongly encouraging. She made me evolve. He said force. <laughs> <laughs> Listener of He's the evolved. show right there. Very nice work. Good job. Uh, Good I'm job. sorry, what was the question? Go ahead, uh, what, what have you learned about Hannah? Is she, she, She's helped you with communication. Communication, exactly. Yeah, I just, you know, she forced me to be more open about, you know, things that are bothering me. Uh, there for a while, it just kind of, you'd sit there and you'd smolder. Man, I don't like that she did this. I don't like that this happened. Yeah. And she really forced and and made me evolve in a point where I could sit down and actually say, hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. And she kind of forced me 
to mature in my own communication yeah. where it wasn't there before. Um, Good job. Uh, the, the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. This I, damn book, I swear. Um, I had a conversation. Somebody brought this up the other day, this book that's at least 20 years old. Somebody brought it up the other day. Was it and, you? No, it wasn't even me. It was this woman that brought it up, and I'm like, oh, I've read that book. It really is a good book because it says exactly what you just said. As guys, that's what we do. We hold on to that stuff. We don't talk about it because women, you know, beep, 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 you don't have to really respond every 10 to 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Smile and wave. No, and once in a while. Don't listen to him. That's, once that's in a while. Advice. Even repeat back to her a few things that she said so she knows that, that, you're, uh, that you're listening. Well, and I've told him before. I'm like, when you shut down and don't tell me what's wrong, I'm going to sit here and invent something in my yeah, head yeah. that's way worse. That's and right. it's just going to be worse for both of us. And our brains, Hannah and I, our brains are very much alike, yeah. probably with a lot of people. We, When we don't know something, where do our heads go? Uh, we spiral downwards very quickly. We go to the worst possible place. We get to hang out some more with... Uh, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Good morning, 825. Time for the Morning Bell Business News with a little twist that only Stephanie Bell can give you. As we expected, I think as conflicts and tensions rise, and I think Israel has officially declared war, the markets are reflecting, I think, the uncertainness of the world uh, this morning. And uh, all three future indexes that we look at are down uh, nearly, um, probably averaging amongst the three of them about half a percent. So... Uh, probably we'll see that. I suspect we'll see that reflected. I'm not a stock analyst, but just like I'm not a relationship expert. Yeah, Stephanie you should Bell. not listen to it. And I'm not a stock market <laughs> analyst, but just not a financial expert. Personally, I'm not expecting anything really. <clears throat> excuse me, great from the stock market this morning. Okay, so we've known, you know, we've had major cities all over the U.S. closing retail, not the cities closing, but retailers in yeah. major cities closing their shops saying the theft is so bad that we can't even keep these places open. It's just no longer smart for us to do it or worth it to us. Um, and sh- uh, and so, you know, and we've seen inflation rising, uh, you know, inflating our, our prices at these locations, but I don't think people fully uh, realize how much money these places are investing in um, in research and ways to conduct and ways to figure out why their stuff is walking out the door. We know, you know, they've got the cameras and they've got other things, but there's also, you know, they're looking at gift cards or they're looking at back end, um, you know, shopping habits and trying to figure out who's stealing all of our stuff and how do we prevent um, this theft. And uh, the, these uh, folks are, are say, um, the Wall Street Journal talked to Walmart, Target, Macy's, to Exporting Goods, um, and, and, uh, and other places like Nordstrom and Nike. And they're, uh, they're trying to say, hey, how do we prevent these thefts? They've been doing a lot of research. And in Florida, they're like, we didn't really... We didn't really expect this one. So they, um, th- this man had stolen enough goods to sell $3 million worth of goods on eBay. So he was having the stuff stolen, and then he would just resell it out of his garage. They start uh, researching, and they follow two guys who stole. They were stealing tools from Home Depot, right? So expensive things. Um, and they followed these two guys. They realized the two guys had hit up like seven Home Depots. Um, they figure out where he's going, and they figure out this guy's eBay address. The um, 
law enforcement actually orders something from his eBay store and then returns it. And when it, they got returned, it went to the guy's house. They're like, it's him. It was a pastor in Florida. He uh, he ran actually a drug recovery program known as the Rock Community Church and the Transformation Center in St. Petersburg, Florida. He got arrested along with his wife and his mother and a couple other people. But Thou some of the, shall not steal. And his eBay name... <laughs> was anointed liquidator, <laughs> which is like... Kind of accurate? Yeah, kind of accurate. Huh. Um, but he ends up selling, yeah, making almost $3 million from this racket. And so they, and I don't know a lot about uh, criminals in general, but they call him a fence, right? So there's always like this person who's kind of organizing everything and who's kind of like the third party. So he wasn't actually conducting the stealing, but he was paying these folks to go and steal from Home Depot. In, when he first started, they said he was paying some people up to like $2,000 a day to go steal some of these items, um, but that lately he was paying them much less. Um, maybe maybe he inflation. Didn't, maybe knowledge. he didn't get as good of people, and that's how they got caught. So, oh, well, actually, initially he was paying some people up to five thousand dollars, and lately it's been like five hundred bucks. But anyway, they found him. So now retailers are like, we got to be on the lookout for those. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. <laughs> there it is. There it is. That's producer Hannah, uh, fiance Brandon, hanging out with us in the studio. Uh, this one is her singing, and, and uh, so her, we get to meet her fiance a little bit. Stephanie and I both approve. He's a good dude. Not that producer Hannah needs our approval, but he's a good dude. We're going to meet him a little bit here. Welcome into the show. There is Stephanie Bell. Good morning. It's producer Hannah. Hello. Uh, my name is Brandon Rather. Brian Housworth hanging out with us. Marsh is here. Big, uh, the big event from uh, your. I got to see video of this from over the weekend. Southern Boone. How cool was this? We talked about. What was uh, an exciting game for the most part Saturday for Mizzou? Yesterday got a little dicey for the Chiefs, but some exciting, uh, some exciting victories. And how about what happened in Southern Boone? The sixth graders, Southern Boone sixth graders, went undefeated in the regular season. Uh, big win. It went into overtime. Uh, they ended up winning. It was a great day at the Eagles Stadium. Um, but then also I would say about this weekend, it was finally like bonfire weather. And we had a fire and s'mores on Saturday. I went on a hayride yesterday and did another fire cookout yesterday. Oh, it's, nothing's better. We turned our furnace on Friday night. Uh, do you ever get phone? So Brandon is also a volunteer firefighter. Do you ever get calls like, we're smelling something burning in the house, you know, about <laughs> October or November? Uh, yeah, it, it's about every every you know time the the it really starts to get cold. Uh -huh. You get that you know they're smelling smoke. They don't see anything, but uh, they want you to go check it out. Well, when was when did you turn your furnace on? About a half hour ago. Okay, well that's probably why. <laughs> so just give it another hour or so. That smell will go away. You'll be fine. Is that is that is it a kind of a common occurrence? Oh yeah, it's it's very common because a lot of people don't understand that you know. It's time. You probably need to change your furnace filters. Mm -hmm. You know, do your regular maintenance on those. And isn't October, it's a lot of things, breast cancer awareness mm -hmm. month. But isn't it also like fire prevention month? That is this week. Fire this prevention week. week. Yeah. Yep. I remember as a kid in school, we used to do the posters and you'd win contests. Fire, you know, and I didn't get the assignment and I got a 
twisted sense of humor even when I was in the first grade. But you were supposed to draw these posters about something like fire prevention. Like, oh, yeah, I drew a picture of a smoke alarm or something. And one year, I had a teacher. Her name was Mrs. Henrietta. Mrs. Henrietta, she gave draw a picture about fire prevention, fire, whatever it was. And I drew a picture of a family fling jumping out of the windows of their home on fire. That is twisted. <laughs> like these little kids jumping from the top floor. Oh, and I got called into the principal's office. My parents may have been called. Like, hey, how is Brandon? At home? Is he okay? And like, how come? Well, the picture of fire prevention, my mom and dad, God bless. And not only were they, didn't not only did they have amazing senses of humor, uh, they were able to back everything that they said. And I said, they're like, well, you get, then they said, the problem's you if you don't get the point. See, this is what will happen if you don't practice good fire, um, fire prevention. You get, um, do you get any of those calls that you're like, man, that was a good call? Because, you know, I know this day you handle accidents, not just fires, but accidents, things like that that happen. Um, like calls, you go, man, that makes me feel good. Well, I mean, one of my favorite things in the year is actually fire prevention week because we always go out to the, the elementary school and, and do, you know, some talks with like kindergarten, first grade classes, you know, things you need to be doing. How do you, do you have a fire prevention plan, all that. But, you know, there's there's always calls that people come back to you even years later. Um, years ago, I was working in a grocery store and I had a lady come tap me on the shoulder. Are you, are you a firefighter? Yes, ma'am, I am. Do you remember me? Ma'am, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I don't. She said, well, about two years ago, I, I tried to hurt myself. And uh, you were the first person that walked in my door and told me that things were going to be okay. She goes, I still to this day remember that. I went and I got help and I got myself better. And uh, if it wouldn't have been for you, that might not have been the case. It's pretty powerful stories. At moments like that, you go, that's why I'm doing this. Well, and it, you know, just being there for the community in general. Uh, let me ask you this. When Hannah comes home uh, from Wake Up Mid-Missouri, what does she say about us? Well, she's usually got a cu- she's got a couple hours to figure out if she wants to say anything. Uh-huh. It's my because, afternoon nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has enough time to cool down if something happened, or, yeah. you know, really formulate the words that she wants to use. Uh-huh. But uh, she she normally has nothing but nice things to say. Normally, normally. <laughs> Did you hear that, Jeff? Yeah? There's uh, always going to be that one day, you know. Yeah, normally. I mean, everybody has bad days. <laughs> um. So you like Hannah because she's mature beyond her years. Hannah, what was it you first liked about this dude? Well, when I was looking at his dating profile, you know, you see the firefighter, and then I see a guitar. And one of the first messages he sent me was, hey, you should check out my Instagram. I've got pictures of me singing and playing guitar. Mm-hmm. He knew what he was doing. I'm smart. Yeah, yeah. I those hooks were in early because I, 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 growing up, I always told my family, I'm going to marry someone who can sing. And I did well, I'm going to. You know, you should, Brandon, you should really teach a class on dating apps, it sounds like, because, like, the running joke, right, is, like, guys should get rid of their pictures where they're just, like, holding a fish, and they're like, you should immediately say no if it's just, like, a guy holding a fish. Like, absolutely not. But I think, like, ha- like guy with a guitar has to be, what, what like, I'm trying to think on the list of, like, things of, like, m- most swipeable. Oh, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I was wearing a Bumblebee costume in one of my <laughs> photos on my profile. So, it's amazing we made it to this point. I mean, I'm trying to think Gen Z. So, like, NFL uh, jersey, probably number one. Um, number two, guy dude, with a guitar. Hold, holding a puppy or a baby. Mm, nope. Yeah. I think Guys in uniform. 
Yeah, guys in uniform, and you had that one down, so yeah. There what you if go. I work at the Waffle House and my uniform is a Waffle House uniform? Hey. You own it. <laughs> there you go. Like That's what, what you, you do. Yeah, it's all about how you wear it. Free waffles for life? I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, and then, so you liked him because he was a musician, firefighter, but I'm trying to go deeper here, Hannah. What about his heart and his brain did you like? Yeah, so for several weeks before we went on our first date, we... We're texting back and forth. We would FaceTime each other yeah. every night for hours and hours, you know, go to bed at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning and have to get up and go to work the next day. Um, and he's so <laughs> genuine. He, Why are you laughing? I'm hoping anybody who's watching our YouTube channel or Facebook right now would be laughing, too, because as Hannah's now we stayed up till 3 in the morning texting. And I'm not kidding. Brandon just sinking his head. Like, <laughs> yep, I did that. No, very quickly, like, I could tell that he was a very genuine person. He's yeah. extremely loyal, um, and he has a good heart. Yeah. And that's initially what drew me to him. And I learned that that day. Uh, it was matter of fact, Stephanie and I, we are very honored to once again have been asked to MC uh, the, the big, wedding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the homecoming parade. We're bringing the megaphone. And one of, I think it was the first year we did it together. And uh, I took uh, Ambien instead of Los it was Sartin. Two years ago today. Yeah. yeah. Two, two years ago. Today. You freaked me out. Uh, so I, I was taking blood pressure meds and sleep meds, and they look very much alike. And I took, I'm supposed to take the <laughs> blood pressure in the morning. I apparently <laughs> took the Ambien and went to go MC the biggest and first homecoming parade in America with Stephanie. I think that was the first year she had done it. Yes. Yep. She's trying to figure it out. And then afterwards, at the tailgate, anyhow. I was going to say, I'm, this whole time, I'm working the Zimmer Tiger tailgate that we do before every home Mizzou football game in front of Mizzou Arena. And Stephanie's texting me the whole time while yeah. you guys are at the parade going, something's up with Brandon. Yeah. He's like, like, he can't stay awake. I'm having to repeat things several times to him. And I'm sitting there like, well, that doesn't sound that different. <laughs> <laughs> but she was really worried about you, and you were fairly early into your sobriety. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think a lot of people's first concerns is that you, you know, were drinking. And that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the concern that Brandon showed um, that day, like, hey, you know, you're good and everything. I thought that was, uh, I thought it was really cool. And then when you got to the tailgate, you leaned against one of the station vehicles and napped for a couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> When, when you're done, um, you're done. Uh, so while you're here, we're hanging out with Brandon. This is producer Hannah's fiance. You know, over the years, we've kind of joked about when the wedding date is. Um, recently, it was you guys got married a couple weeks ago. Steps to the Montauk County Courthouse. You guys ever you ever hear back on any of that stuff? Oh, yeah, we heard two recently. Uh, my brother works for a company in Columbia and his boss listens to the show and when my brother put in his time off request for the wedding, the boss was like, wait, I was listening this morning and they said that the wedding already happened. He thought he was lying. <laughs> That's the power of live local radio. And if you're thinking about marketing your business, you should call and get producer Hannah or Stephanie Bell to be an influencer endorser for you because that's the effect. So you've got Bre Hannah's brother going to a boss requesting time off for the wedding. The boss saying, no, I heard on Wake Up Mid-Missouri that the <laughs> wedding happened last weekend. That's the power of radio for your business.
And Brandon had a similar encounter last week. Yeah, I walked into work one morning and one of my coworkers, she's actually the one that's going to be taking care of a lot of my responsibilities while I'm out on vacation uh, right mm-hmm. now. And uh, it was one of those, she goes, come here. <laughs> oh, I'm in trouble. She goes, let me see your hands right now. Okay, my hands are up. She goes, I was listening to the radio this morning and they said you done got married. She's looking for a wedding band. I was like, uh, as far as I know, we haven't. If I miss something, she goes, well, I'm just making sure if you're going to be out for, you know, this amount of time mm-hmm. and I got to take care of all your stuff, it better be for a legitimate reason. So she had heard us say that you had already you oh, yeah. married. And the- she listens oh, to the show. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, people at we were at the football game on Friday night, and we had a couple people who were a little bit confused over whether Hannah <laughs> was married or not. I do need to give a shout-out to listener Mark. He was there. He's with the Kiwanis Club, and they were out there giving away the Mayor's Cup um, at the football game. But, yeah, we had some questions. Are you married? Has that wedding happened? Keeps moving around, so it was fun. Here's the thing, folks. It will be plastered all over the Wake Up in Missouri Facebook page when the big day happens. I promise you. Mm, promise coming up. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. The leftovers. <laughs> Enjoy. What was the story you did uh, in What's Hot with Hannah this morning? Seven twenty-five. We do it every morning. Seven twenty-five. It's just something kind of fun, different, off the beaten path. It's one of those things you get into work and you go, "Did you hear what they did on Wake Up Mid Missouri for What's Hot with Hannah?" It's kind of one of those things. There is a funeral home in Massachusetts that is being sold for over three quarters of a million dollars. And they're trying to say that it can be converted back into a single-family home. Um, but all on the for sale sign, somebody keeps putting a sign that says, probably haunted. <laughs> and I love I loved that sense of humor. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so one of our and we were talking about, would you buy a home that was haunted? I would think some people would spend a lot of money for that. Uh, listener Stephanie Texas says, my house used to be hospice care. From what I understand, several people have died here in the dining room. So I envision <laughs> Stephanie was texting us. As she was listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri on the apps from 93.9 The Eagle and KWOS. And she's texting us from the dining room this morning. I imagine several people have died here. And this is where they'd hold the bodies for the coroner. And then she says it was very haunted. And we had a cleansing of the house. Like an exorcism? That's what I, like, I'm dying for this stuff. I've even reached out to her. I'm like, hey, can you come on the show and talk about, I would love to talk to somebody who's had their house exercised or cleansed, whatever. I was going to say, a lot of times it's just burning sage and kind of going through the house and letting the sage smoke fill all the corners and it's supposed to expel ghosts, I guess. I don't know. like that really strong Lysol, right? Okay. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, I'm getting texts from a listener, Melissa, and she said, hey, you should really check this thing out. Discovery Plus is doing season two of We Bought a Funeral Home, which is an actual show. Apparently, there's a season one. She said, it's really good. You should watch it. Um, my friend uh, who lives in Owensville, her daughter's best friend. Not your friend. You've, uh, already, you've already done the hard launch. You can't go back. Uh, Liz, uh, the uh, young lady that I, I It feels weird to say girlfriend because I'm 52 years old and it just feels weird. It feels less weird than saying your special friend. <laughs> uh, her daughter's best friend, uh, her dad owns a funeral home. That's where they live. And she hangs out in this funeral home all the time. Thinks, thinks nothing of it. Randy says our first home uh, was haunted. So something we haven't seen. It's been seven years since we've seen one of these in Missouri. Get I ready. lost my glasses. I had some for this. Oh, yeah. Get ready. <laughs> well, That's was, what you need. You were. I know. 
Well, my my dad. I went and saw the big guy this weekend. Uh, my dad has a great sense of humor, uh, and then sometimes he's very factual. He he says, "Here, try my reading glasses on," and I tried them on. I'm like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool." He says, "They're way cooler than the ones you wear." I suggest you get new ones. Oh, burn! I really like when your uh, your favorite pair breaks. And then you have to wear the old lady ones that you have. Mm-hmm. I've got some old lady cat reading lenses whenever these break. But yeah. that was serious. They were That was the one thing that they were like, you cannot. You have to have the glasses. Do you remember that? And I have yeah. had a whole bunch. I should have saved them, I guess. Uh, another eclipse coming six months from now, April 2024. Uh, a good portion of us. Now, it's not going to be as good as we got to see last time. You might have to travel a little bit. Um but we'll see about 99% of a total eclipse coming up in uh, in April. It's uh, serious. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And yeah, it was, don't look at the sun. Don't look at the sun. Don't <laughs> well, look at the sun. and more importantly, they were like, this is going to bring a lot of tourists mm-hmm. and stuff to Missouri. And I it, I mean, at first I kind of chuckled and I was like, who? It was really cool to be like to be outside and to experience it. And also they were right. I mean, there were tons of people that came to Missouri. And yeah, there's a band. I think it goes from St. Louis to Nashville yeah. and like hotels or so. I mean, like. It really does. There are people who will travel to see these eclipses. Well, I remember the one, like the last big one we had seven years ago. I was actually at the fairgrounds in Montezuma County, and we had people from across the ocean showed up. I mean, there was two two thousand people sitting in our fairgrounds because we were directly over that line. Yeah, and I mean, it, there was so many people in town that day. The voice you're hearing is that of Brandon. That is uh, producer Hannah's fiance. He's been kind enough to come hang out in the studio with us. So we throw a big party for the two of them today after they got married over the weekend. We want to, uh, they did not get married over the weekend. <laughs> we'll be a little bit more careful. Here's the other thing I know before we get my dad. He might, my dad might be listening to the show now because Gary Nolan's getting ready to come on. It's his favorite show. Uh, my dad over the weekend, you know, he's in the oil industry. He's a cashier at a gas station in Jefferson County, Missouri. But I fudge the truth and say he's in the oil industry. My dad has a really good sense of humor, too. So he's when the young men come up to the counter and they're buying condoms. He says a lot of them are still kind of sheepish about it. They're kind of shy about it. And my dad wears hearing aids. He can hear great as long as he's wearing his hearing aids. But he's learned to screw with these guys. And they come up and say, yeah, can I get some condoms?